0: I'm optimistic about Scott Satterfield, but I've got one crucial message for him. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. Follow it, too, to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. Today's episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaSteaks.com, use promo code Lockdown at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. As always, my name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day right here on Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Fired up to be with you today as I am every day. Happy birthday to my sister Abby who turns 22 today. Love you from Macon, Georgia and Cincinnati, sending it to Clemson, South Carolina. All right, so... Scott Satterfield, you know I'm optimistic about him, but I've got a crucial message for him. Let me take you back to April 15th of 2019, really April 14th, right? And the Bearcats men's basketball program hired John Brandon. Everybody loved the hire. A lot of people did. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to, I talked myself into it. Truthfully, I didn't. Yeah, truthfully, I did. But deep down, I thought, is this really going to work out? Is he ready to take on the Bearcats men's basketball program? Here's my message for Scott Satterfield. Don't sink the ship. This is a Bearcats program that right now is in its greatest era of football history don't come in here and take the team to four and eight. Tommy Tuberville did it once. Scott Satterfield's not here to do it again. I can guarantee you that. But still, if you remember John Brannon, if you remember the expectations that were there for this program, right? Jaron comes Jaron Cumberland comes back. You're thinking, oh, yeah, we're going back to the NCAA tournament. Heck, we might even go to the Sweet 16. Javen Cumberland transfers a few days after that, or maybe it was a week after that. I don't remember exactly. But Chris Vote, Chris McNeil, you've got Trey Scott, Keith Williams. You're thinking, yep, this team is gonna be just fine. Oh, yep, we're gonna be offensively, we're gonna be great. Oh, this team's gonna be so fun to watch. I picked them to go 26 and four, and that was maybe too ambitious. And what did John Brandon ultimately do? Some of you still believe this. I don't completely believe this premise. Some of you think John Brandon destroyed the program. I don't think he destroyed the program. I just think it didn't work out the way we all wanted it to. But still, we saw a Bearcats men's basketball program that had been driven by consistency for nine years. Nine years of making the NCAA tournament, nine straight years. They maybe would have made it ten had COVID not cut it short in 2020. But 2021, they had no chance to make the tournament. Well, actually, they did. They could have won the conference championship game against a very good Houston team that ultimately played for the fi- in the final four. But John Brandon, I'm not saying he destroyed the program, but he sunk the program a little bit. Or said sank the program. I always get confused with those. I, it is sank. Why did I say sunk? Ugh. Um. Anyway, consider that a brain fart. Um. He sank the program. John Brandon sank the program. Scott Satterfield can't do that. Bearcats football the last five years, nine wins in every one of those seasons. If COVID hadn't cut 2020 short, it would have been even higher. They probably would have gone undefeated. I think they would have. The original schedule, the only tough game was Nebraska. And I wasn't even worried about that game, right? So you've got a program that has been to 13 bowl games in the last 16 years. Are you really going to, you know, if you're a Scott Satterfield, your only mission is to not sink the program, right? Your mission is to keep it afloat. John Brandon didn't do that. John Brandon with a team that I'm gonna be honest, I thought was more talented than the 2018-19 team. That team in 2019 went 25 and 6 in 31 games. The next year they went 20 and 10. Jaron, Trey, Keith, Javen, Chris Vogue, Chris McNeil. Uh, Micah Adams-Woods, Jeremiah Davenport, that team had talent. But that team ended up losing four more games than the team the year before. Uncharacteristic losses to Tulane, UCF, UConn. Heck, UCF was a conference home loss. Those losses never happened. They didn't really happen under McCronin. What we got so used to under McCronin went away under John Brannon. What we got used to under Luke Fickle cannot go away with Scott Satterfield. There are a lot of things he's done in his first... He got hired on Monday the 5th. So this is day 10 on the job, first 10 days. He's done a lot of great things. Pretend Kerry Combs, pretend Brady Drogash. But... There's still this feeling that I have, and I remember from John Brandon, He sank the signature program of this university. Now, the football program may be having something to say about that. The Bearcats football program cannot have its ship. And see, I'm going to get confused here with those words. I don't know what it is. But anyway, just don't sink the ship. There you go. All right. See, we're all, we're doing good here. Don't sink the ship. Right? This program has been to two New Year Six Bowls, the college football playoff, three conference championship games. They've won two conference championships. This team is going to the Big 12 with the expectation that they're going to compete in year one. Maybe even win a conference championship. Heck, maybe just play for a conference championship. This team is good enough to do just that. But if you're Scott Satterfield, you're coming in. John Brandon was handed the keys to a very nice car. Maybe not a Aston Martin, but certainly... Um, a certainly a, at least a what Toyota Camry, a nice Toyota Camry, or uh, maybe I don't know, uh, Audi, BMW. He was handed the keys to a nice car. Didn't really do much with it. Scott Satterfield's been handed the keys to a pretty nice Cadillac, if you ask me. Keep it pristine. That's all I ask. Don't sink the ship. Speaking of expectations, we'll get to those uh, in segment two. What we can expect from the Bearcats in year one, what your expectations should be, what my expectations are. I'll get into all of that after I tell you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. This holiday season, this is insane. Omaha Steaks has cut prices 50% statewide to make you, the gift-giving hero that you always wanted to be. The holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks have put together a delicious selection of various gift packages to make shopping for the ones you love nice and easy. Go to homahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide. Plus, use code on at checkout to get an additional $40 off your order Omaha Steaks has everything you need to give a gift that's simply perfect. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites like the delicious Butcher's Cut, Philly and Young, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Don't wait. Order today and beat the shipping rush. Go to OmahaStakes.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN and check out Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaSteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site Y plus use promo code On at checkout to get that extra $40 off your order. Extra $40 off your order. $40 off extra your order. Minimum order may be required. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen today. For your next listen today, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So, expectations for Cincinnati in year one in the Big 12 and under Scott Satterfield. I really think that expectations should be reasonably high. Now, I'm not saying undefeated. I'm not saying college football playoff. But if this program does do that, would you be surprised? No, I don't think we should if that happens. But I think what the expectation should be is 8-4 and four at the bare minimum, right? There is enough talent on this team. Now, I don't know what's going to happen to the Pace brothers. I don't know what's going to happen to Evan Prater. But I do know this. I know there's a culture in place. I know there's a lot going on with recruiting. I know there's a lot going on with the transfer portal that should give this team the tools they need to beat 8-4. The Big 12 is going to be tough. I mean, it's going to be really tough. Like, Kansas State and TCU, you saw the Big 12 championship game. The Big 12 championship game featured two teams who not only um, – well, one team was high-octane offensively, TCU. The other team was ground-and-pound Kansas State. If the Bearcats are like Kansas State, Kansas State only went 9-3, but they still won the Big 12 championship, and now they get Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. That's going to be fun to watch. What I'm interested in seeing is what Cincinnati's roster looks like. And is Scott Satterfield ready for the Big 12? I think it's a step up from the ACC. I really do. Kansas State and TCU, we know they're really good. TCU's playing in the college football playoff in a matter of less than three weeks. I think about you know Baylor could be due for a bounce back year. I think um UCF's going to come in, they're they're going to be ready. I think Houston's going to bring some element of physicality to them. I think there are there's going to be some tough competition in this Big 12. So there is going to be maybe a learning curve. I don't know if Cincinnati is just going to waltz right in there and go 11 and 1, especially under a new head coach. It's going to be challenging. But what I also know is this is a program that has been playing Power Five teams for the last few years. Wins at UCLA. They beat Notre Dame. They're independent, but still. They beat Indiana. They have beaten numerous Power Five teams over the years Virginia Tech and Boston College in bowl games. They went toe to toe with Georgia and Alabama. That should give you, they beat Indiana twice. This should give you enough confidence that they can play in the Big 12 against Power 5 opponents week in and week out. That first Big 12 game is going to be very interesting. But I also look at the Big 12, and outside of Kansas State and TCU, Oklahoma State had a good season, but they kind of fell off a little bit after the midway point. I look at Kansas. They started out strong, kind of fell off a little bit. I look at Baylor. you know, They were the reigning champions, kind of had a fall-off season this year. I look at the Big 12. And outside of Kansas State and TCU, what teams really scare you? Is Texas? Yeah, okay, because they are a name-brand program. Oklahoma didn't have a great season. Iowa State didn't have a great season. Neither did West Virginia. So the, the, I, I truly think that there is that there is a chance Cincinnati can be pretty good in the Big 12. Your expectation should be 8-4 and four minimum and a good bowl game. And the bowl games in the Big 12 are much better than the American, right? We're talking the Cheez-It Bowl. We're talking the Alamo Bowl. We're talking bowl games that you know of. They may not be New Year's Six Bowl like the Sugar Bowl or, you know, a high-profile bowl game. But I do know this. I do know that the bowl games, you know of them more. We look at the Big Twelve bowl partnerships, and they are so much better than the uh, American. Okay, going into this year, the Big Twelve was cheese it, Tony the Tiger. Uh, not, uh, not Tony the Tiger. So I'm gonna disregard that. Um, let me find it. Big Twelve. So the big 12 bowl games. Whoops, that's not it. Bowl partnerships. And I've kind of already alluded to some. They are... I don't see them on here. Oh, here we go. Sugar Bowl, Alamo Bowl, Cheesa Bowl, Texas Bowl, Liberty Bowl, Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Boom. Games that are played in New Orleans, San Antonio... Phoenix, uh, Memphis, Phoenix, you get the point. Big cities. Not Birmingham, Shreveport, Louisiana, Annapolis, Maryland. No, there's no disrespect to any of those cities. But if you go 8-4, you're going to get a pretty decent bowl game. Now, I think Cincinnati could be a player in the conference championship race. I really do. What does make them different from UCF and Houston is... They have established that coach is going to the Big 12 this year. The Bearcats have a first year head coach. Now, the fact that he has coached at the power five level before has me really hopeful for what's going to happen in, the, in 2022. That's where I'm at. So, your expectation should be that this program does not take a step back. I'm not saying they're going to go six and six or five and seven or four and eight. They cannot do that. I don't believe they will. Because Scott Satterfield already is putting an emphasis on Ohio recruiting. Why? Retaining Kerry Combs. Why? Because there is winning football and high quality football in this state. That is going to help in the Big 12. Just because you're going to the Big 12 doesn't mean you abandon what is completely what has made you successful for the last 20 years. That only should motivate you to keep doing what you've been doing. You don't have to tweak anything with your recruiting philosophy. Scott Satterfield knows that. And here's what I love the most about it. He doesn't, excuse me, he doesn't, excuse me again, he doesn't have, you know, experience recruiting in this area. So what is he going to do to help that? Excuse me, he is going to use his resources, a la Kerry Combs. That's what you should love the most about what he's done. He understands the importance of recruiting but he's never done it in this area. So you need some help, right? Resource. And Kerry Combs has been through this before. He has been... Kerry Combs is unique. He's been with this program at its two highest points in history. 09 and 2021. He knows what it takes. And he's seen... Actually, he wasn't here in 2021, my bad. Um, But, he's been, but, he, but he was here right after that. He knows what it takes to build a successful program here. And he's now going to be coaching at the power five level. And he's been to Ohio state. He's been to the Tennessee Titans. So your expectation should be that they, that they get a good recruiting class. They get some good players in the transfer portal, and they put a competitive team out on the field that isn't going to get run over, like by a locomotive in the big 12, they should be competitive. They should their, their non-conference schedule next year. Cincinnati's non conference schedule right now consists of right now Eastern Kentucky, Pitt, Miami, Ohio, two and one at least, probably three and no. Pitt's a road game. That does concern me. What doesn't concern me is the Bearcats being competitive in the Big 12 next year. And that should be your expectation, and it's mine too. Coming up, I want to believe Wes Miller with what he said on Saturday after the game, the Crosstown shootout. And I'll tell you why I do after I explain to you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by BetOnline. You can head to BetOnline.net right now, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis, and get the latest odds and trends for every professional, professional amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball in the World Cup, we've got it all at betonline.net. The Bearcats currently listed at a point-and-a-half underdog against Louisville in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, so you can head there and bet on that. By the way, sports betting in Ohio, legal in just over two weeks. So right now, betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way. To get your betting info, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about online where the game starts. So Wes Miller after the game on Saturday said something really revealing, said something pretty deep to Dan Horde and the media after the game. It might have just been Dan Horde. But Wes Miller had this to say, and I'm going to read you the full quote. Wes Miller had this to say after the game and quote, I can't tell you how bad I want it for our team and for people who support this program for the people who have played and coached in this program. I can't tell you how bad I want us to get to where we're supposed to be as a Cincinnati basketball program. I don't say the words. I promise a lot, but I promise we'll freaking get there. And I mean, we'll get there or I'll damn be in the grave. It's that simple. We will get there. You look at that building tonight and you want it so bad for those people. They deserve it. You want it so bad for these kids. They deserve it. We will get there, end quote. Now, let me take you back to January of 2021. And this is why I believe in Wes Miller. And this is why I, I... Well, I'm not sure if I did at the time. But I want to take you back to 2021. When... A lot of people, maybe you listening to this podcast, this was January 4th, day after the Bengals 2020 season ended. It wasn't a great season. This was a statement from Bengals president Mike Brown. A man who I have come to respect, a man I have come to admire, and a man who means a lot to my family as Bengals season ticket holder since 1968. Issued a statement day after the 2020 season. People wanting Zach Taylor fired because they just lost the Ravens 38-3 and they looked incompetent against them. Said, quote, our fans wanted a fresh new direction two years ago, and that is what we aim to do in hiring a bright, energetic head coach in Zach Taylor. We remain bullish on the foundation Zach is building, and we look forward to next year giving our fans the results we all want. In Zach's two years, we have added many new starters and contributors to the draft. We have invested heavily in free agency, and we have acquired a talented quarterback with a bright future. Now, he's went on to mention uh, the challenges faced in 2020, and that he was proud of the team for fighting hard through adversity. Um, said that they would enter the offseason looking to shore up weaknesses and amplify the strengths. They weren't discouraged. They felt motivated and confident that next year will reap the benefits of the work that has been done to date. We must capitalize on the opportunities in front of us. Next year, we will earn our stripes, end quote. And what happened in 2021? Super Bowl, baby. Curse broken. Bengals are officially into the modern-day NFL. And look what they're doing this year. Since that quote, the Bengals are 19-11 and 11 in 30 regular season games. 19-11. and 11, Not bad. That's why I remain bullish on Wes Miller. I think he's going to get it turned around. It's not like he doesn't want to coach or is giving up. And I don't think any of us have those thoughts, but I'm telling you, he wants it badly for this program. I really do believe that. Because culture matters. Look at the Bengals' culture. They were terrible, Zach Taylor's first years. And did you hear any complaining? No. Do you hear any complaining right now about the Bearcats? No. They just need some time to get it figured out. They're not even halfway through the second year under Wes Miller. What if they go 15 and 3 in conference play? What if they only lose to Houston twice and maybe Memphis once? Right? What if they win tonight against Miami, Ohio and their next two conference non-conference games, finish nine and four in non-conference play and then finish 24 and 7 after conference play? You're telling me that's not that that's not good enough? And even if that doesn't get him a tournament berth, which it should, honestly, that's huge going into the Big Twelve. Remember, Wes Miller inherited a rough situation during COVID program that was not in great shape. Put a roster together last year, Bearcats were somewhat competitive. I would say mostly competitive. This year, they've taken Arizona to the wire. They've taken Xavier to the wire. They just need some time to gel. It's a long season. But playing in the American doesn't do them anything because they're not going to go to the tournament if they don't have a good record. They could be 18 and 15 in the Big 12 and still find a way in. That's how good the Big 12 is going to be. But I'm just telling you, Wes Miller wants it badly. That revealed something to me. Because it's become almost common to lose to Xavier in the shootout, and I can't stand that. Since the mid-90s, Xavier has owned this rivalry. Xavier shouldn't own the Crosstown Shootout. They should get wins here and there. The Bearcats are the tradition-rich program. They have been to six Final Fours. Xavier hasn't been to the Final Four in its history. So why? So And like, they lose the Bearcats. was a 4 straight Crosstown Shootout. And it's like, well, okay. But then you hear what Wes Miller said. This was at home. They were down 17. They battled back, lost at the end. And he said that? There's a fire that could be ignited within this team. And I believe Wes Miller. Because, and maybe I didn't completely believe Zach Taylor in 2021. Or maybe I didn't completely believe Mike Brown. But you know what? He was right. And I owe that man a lot of credit. I owe that man a lot. For what he's done for the team that I grew up rooting for, the team that my family invests a lot in. Yeah. And now Wes Miller is doing the same thing for a university that also means a lot to my family. I'm a third-generation Bearcat. I take I take being a Bearcat and being a Bearcats fan very seriously. There is a family legacy it's at the University at the University of Cincinnati within my family. And that's why I take being, and that's why I'm grateful to be the host of a Daily Bearcats podcast to come on the air and talk to you and explain to you why I believe in Wes Miller and you should too. Because he didn't have to say that after losing a rivalry game. He could have said, "Well, we got to get better on the boards. We can't keep getting off these slow starts." That right there is a head coach who wants it. And if you can't get behind that, I I don't know what to tell you. But maybe I'm ask, I'm asking you get behind that. See what happens over the next three conference games, non conference games. You've got non conference or conference play, excuse me, starting on December 29th against Tulane. Nine o'clock tip. So conference play starts. Let's say the Bearcats win their next three games. They will win tonight, I believe. Um, They have conference play starting against Tulane a few days before the new year, December 29th. Then they go to Temple. Not worried about that game. Then they go to Wichita State. Not worried about that game. Houston, okay, fine. At East Carolina, excuse me. Um, At SMU, at USF. Home against Memphis, at Houston. Home against Tulsa, UCF, at Tulane versus USF. There are opportunities in conference play to build a resume that's compatible to win the to win a tournament berth. The season's not over yet. The big part is, and maybe that didn't go so well, but the Bearcats have played well enough at times, and I believe in what Wes Miller is doing. John Brandon's teams wouldn't have come close to being Arizona. I'm going to be honest. Wes Miller's team was because of the intensity and the fire in which they play with. And that Ohio State game really should be thrown out. Because they were exhausted after running up and down the floor with Arizona. They weren't ready for that game. That game was played today. I would maybe take my chances with Cincinnati pulling an upset. That's how confident I am in Wes Miller. He didn't have to say what he said after the game. But after seeing what Mike Brown said about Zach Taylor and how that worked out. And seeing how Wes Miller gave that speech after the game. When he could have been all whatever. I think it's going to work out with the Bearcats men's basketball program. And honestly, and I think it has to. Just something in me thinks it has to work out. This program's too proud to miss a tournament for a fourth straight year. On tomorrow's show, um, or Friday's show, we've got two more shows this week, but we usually do our crossover on Thursday. So Dalton Pence, that would mean Locked On Louisville joins me tomorrow for a bowl game preview. Russ Heldman will join me on Friday. Um, Russ and I, I believe, are going to be doing a live room later today at 1230. So if you want to see the podcast episode before it's podcasted, come join our live room on YouTube at 1230. We'll have some fun, and you'll see all this Russ says the sausage is made. So plenty to get to. Russ Heldman and Dalton Pence to round out the week. Um, and then bowl game recap next week. I'm not sure if it'll be on Monday because I will be out of town, but it will either be on Monday or Tuesday. You can look forward to that. I'm on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's and N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank. And underscore, email me at frank at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. For your second listen today, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast for lockdown Bearcats. My name is Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day. live room later today at 1230 with me and Russ Heltman from all Bearcats and Sports Social and my colleague. And tomorrow, I believe Dalton Pence from lockdown Louisville will join me to preview the Bearcats in Louisville and the Wasabi Fenway Bowl on Saturday. And then Russ and I will preview the game for Friday. So if you miss the live room later today, that'll be in podcast form for Friday. Have a great rest of your day. I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day. I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. Again, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day.